0: I hope that you are well wherever you are in the world. So today we are going to talk about when it is hard to let go. I'm going to review some of the things that keep us stuck. um, And hopefully by me unveiling those things, it'll help you know how to move forward. Because what I always say to our students is you cannot solve the problem if you don't know the root. And when we kind of say... um, This is difficult, but we don't look at why it's difficult, then we kind of spin in circles. But before we do that, I wanted to follow up on last week's podcast episode. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is I'm fully connected how on top of your hormone health are you? If you say zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire... Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BGH at checkout. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So last week's podcast episode was all about um, three ways to make sure that you choose the right people who won't hurt you, burn you, disappoint you. And whatnot. And so I went over three things for you to consider. And so for those of you who don't know, we have a Facebook group, uh, which is where we continue the conversation about the podcast episodes, about whatever the theme of the week is. Um, The podcast always goes with a certain theme that we talk about in social media as well. And there's different tips there. And so one of our listeners um, had a question that I thought was really good and I wanted to share with y'all along with my answer in case anyone else had the same thought. So um, they say they love the podcast episode, but I was a bit confused about one point. At one point, Sheena talked about not asking other people to change you if, they f- if you feel they are hurting you or doing something you dislike and that you should just adjust to them instead of expecting them to adjust to you. Example, if someone is harsh, then instead of asking them to speak to you differently slash changing them, change your expectations. She says, I understand this on some level, but I'm confused as to why you shouldn't stand up for yourself or communicate what you want. I'm also confused as to how you should deal with a person like this if you shouldn't try to quote unquote change them or communicate what you want. Leave if you don't like how they're treating you or just stay and not complain. Or does this depend on the type of the relationship? Thank you so much for all the work that you do. So this was a really good question, especially since um, during my explanation, I was kind of worried if that might be um, a little bit confusing to folks. And so here is my answer to clarify that. Yes, you should always stand up for yourself and communicate what you need. Again, you should always stand up for yourself and communicate what you need. My point, which may have been lost, is that if not careful, we can spend a lot of time and energy trying to convince or change someone to follow the boundaries that we've asked of them. However, the truth is, is that some people will not or cannot do so. And with those people, the acceptance part does not mean that we stay in the relationship with them and risk being hurt and dismissed. It means that we accept that this is all they can give and then we make adjustments in the relationship by leaving it. Limiting time with them, or putting up boundaries, etc. In short, we can only change ourselves. And if the other people cannot or will not give us what we need, we may, we need to move around. Okay. So hopefully that helps clarify um, what I meant about balancing acceptance, focusing on ourselves, and focusing or not focusing on other people, so that we can choose the right folks in our lives so going back to today's topic, let's talk about why it can be hard to let go of these people, um, even when we're reading all the signs and we see the proof um, that this may not be the best fit. Okay, so here at Black Girls Heal, we're all about talking about breaking cycles of unhealthy relationships, no, no longer feeling not enough, getting that inner healing because we believe and we know that the way that we attach to other people is always resolved to unresolved pain or is always connected to unresolved pain and things that we need to figure out and heal within ourselves so that we can fix those magnets and get um, the love and the friendships and the self, self-love self that we deserve, right? That we would no longer be afraid of intimacy, afraid of being disappointed, afraid of getting less and so with that said, the first reason why it is hard to let go is directly connected to that. We are afraid that we're not going to get something better is one reason why it can be hard to let go. So this is specifically in um, the wording of this is specifically maybe for romantic relationships. So either I am dating, married to, committed to someone who... Um, has been hurtful or dismissive or is unavailable, or it's just not, it's just not working. Um, maybe even they might be abusive. And so it's kind of like the devil, you know, is better than the devil you don't know. And so at least in this relationship, even though it's not working, even though it's hurtful, even though it can be draining, you know what to expect for this person, you know, um, what your coping mechanisms are, you know, how you self-medicate and how you try to get other people to try to make you happy or go and invest in other hobbies or things to do. Um, which on one hand is really good because, you know, you should never have your life on standstill waiting for someone to make you happy. Um, that's easier said than done because a lot of times we can even say in our head, you know, I, I'm not worried about them, you know, I'm just worried about myself. But really, when you sit down and you're quiet and you still, you're still about it, um, is this is this nagging ache on the inside, right? We we feel really um, defeated and hurt and rejected and abandoned. That it can seem like every other person in our life um, is really giving and present and open except for the person that we want to be giving present Open the most, right? And so it's like, well, what do I do? And that's also what drives us to try to fix it, to try to change it, because if it works everywhere else, why can't it work here, right? And so with that, with seeing the potential, you know, you can see how this relationship could work out. um, And you think, well, I could leave this person or leave this relationship or make a break um, and try to find someone else. But I don't think I will because I see how close we are. We're like we're like five feet from the finish line or maybe 20 feet from the finish line. We're so close. So why would I give this up and try to find someone else and mess up what possibly could be my good thing? It could possibly be my happy ending. And so what happens when we continue to do this, when we ignore red flags, when we ignore all the signs, when we kind of have amnesia over the years and years and years of time that we've invested, um, we just spend more time going in circles. We actually come to a place where maybe we started off having boundaries and limits and standards to the more time you spend accepting something that is less than your best, the more used to it that you get. So kind of like the the phrase that talks about you become like the company that you keep, like the company you keep brings you down. That can also happen in relationships because you just get comfortable, which is the second reason why it is hard to let go. You know, um, we get stuck in our ruts. We get stuck in this being what feels like is normal to us. And so at first it was a big deal when... Um, your friends or your partners were always late. When they were always um, trying to take from you and not give to you, and you might have um, even stood up for yourself and said, "I'm not going to take this." But the more that you take it, the more that you um, you're not even aware of the egregious things that happen. And so, some of you might be able to relate, where either you or a friend, or a family member, or a sister, or or a brother, or someone was telling you about something that happened in their relationship and you're shocked and appalled. And you're like, Oh my God, they said that, or, Oh my God, they they did that. And then what did you do? You know, fully expecting for either you or the other person to say, well, I told them I wasn't going to take it. Or, um, I put up a, I put up a boundary or I left them. But what the other person actually says is, Oh, well, I didn't say anything or well, nothing happened. I'm just telling you the story or, They tell you how, oh, well, it used to be so much worse. um, So this is better. And you're sitting there and you're like, that shouldn't happen at all. (laughs) Like the fact that there is like a first level offense and now there's a third level offense um, or vice versa. Um, You get what I mean? That, that, That there is, they're still offending you, but there's supposedly less intensity. The person is thinking like you deserve more or you're thinking about that friend. You deserve more. We need to be aware that sometimes we stay because we've gotten used to being taken for granted. We've gotten used to um, being abused. We've been used to being neglected. And so now we're just kind of numb to it until someone else points it out to us or until we get into so much pain that we... Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, uh, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. We are finally aware of it. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I have partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real, genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. So tell me if this is you, you have a sneaking suspicion that there has to be something that you're missing when it comes to helping you have better relationships. You've read the books, you've tried to put the things into place, but nothing seems to be working. And so you wonder if it has to be you. If that's you, if you can relate, I want you to take our free masterclass titled How to Fix Your Internal Magnet. The six step method to stop attracting and obsessing about unavailable partners to get the love you deserve. We're going to dig into the three mistakes that are keeping unavailable people around you. We're going to break down what unavailable people are, and then I'm going to explain to you my exact method to help you heal and change that internal magnet. To sign up, go to blackgirlsheal.org slash masterclass, or click the link in the show notes and find a time that works for you. And a lot of times it's not that we're just living life, you know, and we're completely numb. You know, we're doing other things to compensate for the love and care that we're not getting. You know, I talk often about um, some cross addiction stuff that may happen. And so, you know, we're not getting what we need in our relationships. So we get what we need via praise from other people and work and accomplishments, via food, via shopping, having the best hair, um, having a certain amount of money, um, gambling for some of us, wine and alcohol for some other one of us, um, who, and we, we convince ourselves that we're just living our best lives, you know, whatever it might be. Um, we're trying to fill that ache and that hold, that need doesn't go away just because we're not getting it from our partners. So what we risk whenever we stay because it's comfortable is even when we do choose to leave, um, and I'm speaking it for you, for those of you who are still on the fence and you're still trying to figure out, well, what is my next step? Say you do choose to leave um, and it's not an avoidance strategy. If you don't know what avoidance is, check out my, um, our episode that talks about what are intimacy disorders, love addiction, and love avoidance. But it is like a legitimate This is a healthy decision for your own self-preservation and healing. What happens is you become so accustomed to a certain level of treatment that even though you're no longer in that relationship, you're subconsciously or even consciously expecting that same level in another relationship. Sure, you may want more, but because you had gotten to a place that was really hard for you to push back or to name it, or to even have the energy to have that same fight, you know, it's easier just for you to take care of it yourself or just to ignore it. Um, those same type of patterns follow you. And so you have to work on getting your esteem up. You have to work on getting your standards up. You have to unlearn all of the stuff that you learned, um, in that relationship. Right. Um, and that takes time, you know, it takes, someone else or it takes outside support, which is why I'm always preaching for y'all to get therapy and help when it comes to these relationships, to join the learn to thrive program, to get connected to me or to another coach, because when you're in it, you're blind to it. Again, that same example that I had where either you or a friend is in a relationship and the person is doing some messed up stuff and you're like, girl, that's crazy. And they're like, is it though? Is it I mean it could have been worse? And you're like, no, girl, this is this is insane. You you need someone to be your lifeline outside of it. Okay. And so um make sure that whenever and however you choose to leave, that you have some support. And the last reason that I wanted to talk about today why it can be hard to let go is because we feel guilty. And so some of us are in relationships where we came in as the savior. Um, or we made ourselves a self-appointed savior. And so as leaving the other person feels like we are abandoning them, that we're neglecting them, um, that they need us. Um, oftentimes is that we need them to need us. And so some of these examples are we became financially um, supportive of that person. And so we are staying because, well, let's just finish out this last debt repayment thing or let's, let me kind of help them with the last of their medical bills and then I'm out. But when it comes to things like that, these people, because they're codependent on us and because we have this unhealthy connection, there is never going to be a day or a time that they are fully self-sufficient. Why do they need to be? They have you, right? Or they're so sad and they're so depressed and you need to stay there to be a support to them. You can't really cut them off. You know, maybe y'all can just quote unquote, be friends, but that never works out. Why? Because there's history and there's connection and there's baggage. And then also again, you're the savior. So you actually feel guilty putting in boundaries that's actually healthy for friendships. You can never truly be just friends with them because you never have been just friends with them. Right. Or even if you have been, um, the power dynamics and it's so messy and sticky that you can't really return. And so When this happens, we get stuck in a cycle where our life is on pause. We can never move forward because we are stuck trying to resolve a problem that is never going to be resolved as soon as, as long as we're there. And actually it was never our responsibility to resolve in the first place. This is how we get into the time sucking, um, um, vortex where we're there for years and years with someone who we feel very empty with and we don't know why. And then we feel even more stuck. Right? How many of you who can relate to this um, think about um, even say you've been in a relationship for a few years, you've been unfulfilled for a long time, and then when you're sitting there and you're thinking about leaving, you're like, um, man, I wasted X amount of years with this person, and then you feel even more defeated, and then you're like, man, then what's the point? I've kind of wasted my whole life, and then you stay again for another couple years, (laughs) Because you're so, and I don't laugh to be um, to be dismissive, but just to kind of share, you know how how ridiculous the cycle can feel to us, right? How insane it can it can make us feel. But you know, we stay another couple of years because we were so upset for the fact that we stayed those few, first few years. But then when we snap out of that, we look back, we're like, man, I wanted to leave a couple of years ago, and I'm still here, right? And you can exchange the amount of time for days, for months, for weeks, whatever it is for you but whatever it is, we need to make the break. Okay. Okay. So those are three reasons why it is hard to let go. You may now be asking, okay, now I know, tell me what to do. (laughs) And I am here for you. And so I'm gonna give you a couple of things. The first I actually already mentioned, which is get some outside support and help. Once you decide to let go of this relationship, Um, even when you have all the proof and all the information you need that it is time, you are still emotionally tied to that person. Most of the time, if you were not, you would have been gone already. You wouldn't still be listening to this episode, right? And so, um, you need someone who is neutral and outside of you to help you, um, to help snap you out of kind of the fantasy of what's going on. And so when I say fantasy, fantasy doesn't always mean that it's like perfect and rainbows. Sometimes we can see people in in an image that we want them to be versus what is actually happening, right? That potential that I talked about before, you know, we're so close and he or she is so close. Um, And if I just stay and if we could just have this argument a different way, or, you know, we had this really great conversation before, if I can just get that to be our norm, then everything will be okay. Whatever that is, that's all fantasy. Right. And so to help have people help ground us back in the truth. So expand your support team, your support system, if you haven't already, it's the first thing. The second is, um, and what I said, what I just explained, getting grounded in the facts. What are the facts of the situation? What is actually happening versus what you want to happen and letting that be your new truth. And third is, um, getting at that inner healing. You know, what is the thing that either attracted you to this person in the first place, or had you stay here where you were being looked over, taken for granted, dismissed, abused, cheated on, whatever it might be, um, you know, stolen from, insulted, You know, we all have our own different cocktails. We can have someone who is physically there and present. They've never said a cross word to us. They've never um, been demeaning, but we just really need someone to emotionally connect to. We need someone who will share their day with us. We need someone who can be emotionally responsive and he or she is not it. And if anything, whenever we ask for it, they try to make us seem like we're too clingy or we're too needy and it's really confusing And then that's what we begin to settle on. We start to get quote unquote used to being in emotionally empty relationships when there's a part of us that thinks, well, this can't, this can't be right. Or even if this is right for them, it's not right for me, but I feel guilty for asking for more, you know? And in those cases, the inner healing would be, what is it in me that is willing to take less? What am I looking for and why am I compromising? Why am I so willing to compromise myself to be connected to this person? What is it about them or what is it about me that sees people in a higher regard, right? That's the healing that we need to get to. So um, that is my support for why it could be hard to let go to help give you some words to what you might be feeling and might be dealing with. So that is it for this week. I hope you have a lovely week and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.